0: What's up, film fans? Welcome to a new season. Welcome to a new episode. Welcome to Friday the Fourteenth podcast. I am one of your hosts, Juan, and I am joined by the other host, Mr. Fuentes.
1: What's up, guys?
0: Franco. What up? How's everyone's holidays been? You guys, you guys have a good holiday. How was your holiday? Going? A good holiday season. Yeah, everything was pretty
1: good. I enjoyed uh, spending time with the fam, having
0: a gay old time. Nice. That's 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 what it's all about. But guys, I'm excited. Are you excited? It's it's a new year. It's a new season. It's a new episode of Friday the Fourteenth podcast. Yes. Let's get pumped. We back. Woo woo woo. So I'm I'm super excited. Um, it's the first time on this podcast that we've talked. One of the original Friday the Thirteenth movies, and uh, I think it's pretty uh, it's pretty awesome that we get to do it on Friday the Thirteenth. If you're listening to this audio version, or if you're watching us live here on Wall Productions YouTube channel, Friday, uh, Thursday, you know, Friday the Thirteenth Eve, I guess you can say it. So, um, I'm super excited. So, our uh, yeah. first
2: time reviewing the OG. All we've done is the 2009 version. I think me, Nick, I believe Andy was on that one.
0: Oof. Yeah. Um, Oof. Was that rough? But if this is your first time watching this podcast or listening to it, you guys can check out the social media. The Instagram is all one word slash Friday the 14th podcast. Or you can check out all of the social medias at Emerson Productions on Instagram, YouTube, wherever you have social medias. at. Just, just type that in. And you can have new content almost daily, uh, especially new content weekly. So pod- if podcasts are your things or wrestling is your thing, check out this YouTube channel and keep following. Like, subscribe, and to turn on those notifications for sure. So, uh, And you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music. Check them out friday the 14th podcast every single week a new horror review is coming your way so uh it's gonna be pretty fun it's gonna be fun a fun way to start off uh these these next few episodes so hell yeah um we're gonna get ready to get into the rating already uh but we are reviewing friday the 13th uh had a release date of may 9th 1980 um IMDb currently has it at 6.4, Rotten Tomatoes at 63%, the Meta score is at 22%, uh, while the Google users, though, have it at 86%, so um, n- n- not, the ratings are kind of all over the place. With a budget of $550,000, this movie has grossed over $59 million at the box office. Uh, you can currently check it out probably at your local theater this weekend, as a lot of theaters are playing it with it being friday the 13th weekend so um kind of a non-spoiler rating is how we kick off the show um mr fuentes i think we'll start with you what's your uh what's your rating for this uh friday the 13th movie
1: you want to start with me
0: starting with you Um,
1: so i don't know if i've ever like seen me rate things but uh i normally don't rate 1980s movies very well (laughs) (laughs) Um, but surprisingly, uh, I'm gonna give this a
0: 3.5. Nice, 3.5 out of five. If you guys again, if this is the first time you've checked this out, uh, five Machetes is the highest rating, and I believe a 0. 0.5, or do you just stop at a one, right?
2: Uh, 0. 0.5, I think. 0.
0: 0.5. So, kicking us off pretty strong, Fuentes with a a 3.5. I will surprise um, myself. <laughs> before we before we go down to, to you, Franco, I think I'm going to give this movie a a three, uh, and I'll get into it a little bit later. But yeah, I'll, I'll give this movie a three out of five. What All about right, you?
1: Here's Franco.
2: <clears> They're <throat> saying the bar way too high for me, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I I don't like really older movies, but I'll give this one really a, a three. Three three machetes. Three Danny Trejo's three wow. Danny
0: Trello's.
2: Am I the only one that finds it suspicious as well that this movie was released on May 9th instead of May 13th, on Friday the 13th?
0: Um, no. You know what? Maybe maybe the suspicion was, was pretty high back then. I don't know. Maybe some bad things did happen on Friday the 13th in the 80s. Maybe. So. That makes sense. Uh, Currently, you can check this movie out, I believe, on Paramount+. Plus, Um, But if you're a physical media collector, you can go check it out. I'm pretty sure you can find it pretty pretty cheap. A group of camp counselors trying to reopen a summer camp called Crystal Lake, which has a grim past, are stalked by a mysterious killer. Starring Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Janine Taylor, Robbie Morgan, Kevin Bacon... (laughs) Harry Crosby and directed by Sean S. Cunningham. Um I'm ready to get into it if you guys want to start talking Friday the thirteenth. Um so Fuentes, was this a first time watch for you? Have you I, I kind of talking to you yesterday over social media, you know, you kind of felt like this was a first time watch. Um,
1: yeah, actually. I've never watched the original um Friday the Thirteenth movie and ever I don't believe like I've seen snippets of it. I mean, um, are, are we spoiling things at this point um, for, for people who haven't seen it in
0: the last forty five years? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you can you can check it out on Paramount Plus. Spoiler heavy after this uh, seven minutes and nineteen seconds. So if you have not seen it, go back and, and check it out, um, or let us just spoil the hell out of it for you.
1: Uh, But yeah, I mean, I had, uh, I had known about the mother, obviously that's a running thing, uh, throughout all the Jason Voorhees (laughs) stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I've never, I've never seen the movie. I mean, I was super surprised when I saw Kevin Bacon and realized it was Kevin Bacon. I was like, Oh shit, that's, that's, that's the man right there. (laughs) That's a, that's Star-Lord's hero, you know? Um, but no, yeah, it was a first time watch and, um, I
0: enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. What about you, Franco? Have you seen this before?
2: I have not. It's a first time watch as well. Uh, Whenever he put in the chat, Kevin Bacon, I was like, who? Because I don't know who Kevin Bacon is. All I know is Footloose. That's the only movie I know, Kevin Bacon.
0: That's that's all you need to know him by. I
2: still have not seen Footloose either. I just know he's in Footloose.
1: Isn't he in Tremors? Isn't he like one of the main guys? Yeah,
0: he's in Tremors, Stir of Echoes. He's... Kevin Bacon is Kevin Bacon. We'll, we'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean,
1: um, one of my favorite rappers made a whole rap album that was called Free Basin with Kevin Bacon. Like, who's <laughs> a anyway. rap artist?
0: Jaron Benton. You know, I'm, I'm kind of excited now about this conversation because this is like probably the umpteenth time I don't know if I've seen this movie. Um, I was always a huge Jason and Freddie fan, Michael Myers, but obviously going back, I felt like. When I was younger, the original Friday the 13th was always a chore to watch. I'm like, in order to get to the good Friday the 13th movies, you obviously have to watch the one where the mother's involved. But watching it this time around, not thinking about Jason and thinking about it just as a horror movie, I'm like, wasn't as bad as I thought. I I, I was not looking forward to watching this movie at all, to be honest with you guys. And I kind of thought, it was uh, a better watch uh, this time around. So I'm kind of interested to see what you guys think about it as well.
1: Um, yeah, no, I mean, are we just like kind of getting in, diving into the movie at this point and what we yeah, thought?
0: Yeah, we can, we can kind of dive all over and talk about maybe some of our, our best spots and some of our worst spots. Um, what'd you guys think of the camp counselors? You know, the, the teens who really don't matter in some of these movies, was that cliche going into the movie for you guys? Like, did you, Care about any of the camp counselors?
1: Are the is it cliche if they started it back in 1980? <laughs> 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 I mean, they're the it's like the originators of this type of like movie stuff, you know, back in the day. I mean, you didn't they were the campy things that people are like, oh, it's so cliche with all these groups of teenagers and they're all getting killed by a murderer. Like, yeah, this is where it started right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, you
0: you you would have movies like that would spin off from this like sleep away camp one, two and three and stuff but um yeah I even watching it numerous times, I still never really cared about the camp counselors.
1: No, I mean the only thing I was just like dude, whoever played Alice was really hot. That was pretty much it. I was like, you know, you know what I thought was actually really interesting was like, it started off this movie and it, it gave a, you know, your beginning perspective of one of the ca- counselors coming into the city and her kind of like, um, you know, What's asking that? people, asking people where, you know, where's the camp at, where's the camp at all happy, happy capper. Literally. Um, you know, she was going to be one of the counselors there and everything. And everyone was talking about the, um, oh, don't go to camp, you know, don't, oh, you mean Camp Blood, oh, you mean Camp Blood, Uh, yeah, you don't want to go there, and everyone is telling her, like, don't go over there, don't go over there, and, and then not even, like, that much into the movie, she gets killed off, and I'm like, how are you, like, how did, I've never really watched a movie that you, it's almost like this was a car- character introduction, and it was just like, oh, this was not a character introduction at all, this was a location introduction about Camp Crystal Lake and its history and everything. They just used the chari- uh, character as a caveat to kind of show that this camp is, like, a really bad place. And it was kind of like, it was one of the, I, I haven't really seen that in movies lately. So that's what, one of the things that caught my attention. I was like, oh, wow, that's, that was really cool. Like, I, I actually haven't seen that, you know, um, in much movies. Um that was one of the, at least for me, one of the things that I caught that I thought was really cool and um, don't know why that's not used more.
0: What about you, Franco? What do you think of the uh, the whole Camp Counselors? And you said you're not big into like some older horror movies or old, older movies in general. What made this one kind of maybe stick out a little bit differently? If, you know, to me, a three is a is a pretty decent rating. So it felt like this one stuck out a little bit more for you.
2: Uh, going into it, I thought I was going to give it like a two but uh, the things that made it more interesting were probably just the kills, honestly. Uh, just for the time, you know, 1980 at the time and everything. I thought they looked pretty good. The counselors, I really didn't care for uh, except the one at the beginning. Like, I, that's the only one I cared about. I was like, oh, look, you know, she likes the dog. The dog was cool at the beginning. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the only one I cared for was the beginning one.
0: Uh, this movie is also... Pretty much used as far as like, this is, I know we're going to get into a segment later on called Legacy, but I really didn't mean to spin into it this soon. This is almost like the Legacy movie when, you know, it's brought up in like Scream and some other horror movies that, you know, Jason's mom, the original killer in Friday the 13th. um, I almost kind of forget that or I almost kind of feel like maybe Jason's name shouldn't even be brought up at all in this movie. He's only brought up like a few times. And then, you know, at the very end, you you kind of see a glimpse of him, but I almost feel like this movie is way better. If his name's not even really mentioned at all in the movie, like I said earlier, it just feels like a good suspense, like slasher film. Um, what'd you guys think of, uh, crazy Ralph you know he's a character that's kind of in a few Friday the 13th movies I think both outside of Jason he's the only character who's in like three or four movies or maybe even just three or two or three but what would you guys think of a crazy Ralph going around and warning everybody
2: I thought he was gonna die <laughs> uh whenever the he was at the the cramp, cramp crystal lake and everything the cop came by asking around for him and then you know the cop leaves the bike was like right there. And I was like, no one pointed out the bike. No one saw the bike. He comes out like, okay, I'm leaving, whatever. And then gets on his bike. I'm like, no one saw his bike at all.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I mean, I, now that I think about it, I don't think I've really ever, ever seen that many. Uh, if I watched any of these Friday the 13th movies, they were all when I was younger and I don't remember any of them whatsoever. So I don't remember Crazy Ralph. And he kinda of just seemed like a very unimportant character to me. <laughs> he was just a, a just a, a scare kind of forewarning character and that was kinda of it. Just didn't really uh He
0: he gets his later on in the franchise. Speaking of franchise, did this movie make you guys want to watch any of the other ones?
2: Maybe I want to watch part two, just to see Jason's story, because there was no <clears throat> there was like the backstory to it, but like no real backstory. Just like mentioning it. And um, I mean the ending. They Jason came out and attacked her, I guess. But maybe want to watch part two just to see what's going on. But that's about it.
0: Well, your point is, did you, Fuentes, did it make you want to watch any of like the other films? Mm, not
1: particularly. I guess you know when you the way you mentioned it in the beginning, I think was like the perfect way to mention this movie. Like it's not really part of the Friday the. 13th franchise except for the fact that the mothers there. It's a really good standalone kind of slasher like if you don't mention Jason whatsoever it's just a it's just a camp, you know, slasher flick and if you just kind of imagined it ending right there, I don't think you'd, I'd have a problem with that in my mm. head. Like it's just like, okay, that's it, you know. No more Friday the 13th movies. Like that was a that was it, one and done good and I would have been like, yeah, that was that was a good movie. Um it, it's not the same like you said like it's not you just don't mention jason's name and it's not it's not a it's not a jason movie it's not a i mean you, and that's like exactly what i just said that's part of the legacy that yeah. we're probably going to talk about later friday the 13th we, we don't just call it friday the 13th it's literally called by other people the jason movie a jason movie the jason movies um and this one has no jason besides you know him jumping out at the end and stuff like this isn't adjacent movie. This is, this is its own movie. Um, so really nothing about it makes me want to see the next one.
0: That's doable. That's, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Um, you also have some, uh, the iconic, you know, Friday, the 13th chance or whispers or score that's in this movie. Um, which is kind of hard to uh, also not put a stamp on. It's hard to believe that this movie is like, to some, considered an all-time classic. Um, but then it's like you watch it and you're kind of like left in awe of like, I don't see what's so classic about it. Um, did you guys have like a a scene in particular that kind of led you to think that this movie may not be as good as anybody puts it? like the way it kicked off, maybe, um, you know, with the whole kumbaya at the beginning of the movie and then leading into your camp counselors. Um, and then really when you see like, uh, I don't know, I've, I just feel like at least for me, the reason I gave this movie a three, I feel like the first maybe 30 minutes is a little forgettable. I don't know. I, I, some people feel like maybe I sh- we should go higher, you know, I don't know. I think once you get
2: into the killings and everything it starts getting more enjoyable, but I did enjoy the beginning, the opening scene with um the camp counselors and then the, the killing the two. But um yeah, the other stuff with um I forgot her name, the the first one that dies.
0: But um, oh, um Yeah, the, the first one that gets groped on by the truck driver.
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. I was like, I pointed that out to my wife. But um, yeah, I think her scenes for the most part are kind of forgettable. But once you get into the killings, it's more, more memorable.
1: Yeah. Um, for me, it's a 1980s movie, man. I take everything with a grain of salt. It's so hard to not like, it's so hard to like, be like so hard on them back in the day. Like, they were still in this old format. Like that was a time frame where George Lucas got banned from the freaking Movies film academy for not putting the credits at the beginning of his movie. Like it was just such a dry time sometimes for movie creators. That I just was like surprised that anything good came out of.
0: That. <laughs> 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 um. It's just so hard to think that this movie with a, a psycho-like mother going on a killing spree bloomed a franchise that would spawn over 11 movies, uh, one of the most notorious, notable movie characters of all time, one of the most biggest movie scores of all time, or even the just the chant, the, you know, the ch like... It's it's so hard to believe that all this was birthed after this movie that we're talking about right now.
2: Uh, that- the funny thing is that – sorry, I was uh, watching uh, some documentary about it earlier and that they weren't even going to go with the Jason route. Uh, they were going to have it end with um, her in the boat and that's it, like ending, end credits and everything. But I forgot who it was, told them to. they needed more and they told them to throw Jason in there. And that's pretty much what spawned all the rest of the franchise, the rest of the movies. The fact that um, I think Tom Savini is his name?
0: Yeah, Tom Savini. Uh,
2: did that. I mean, he made the Jason look gory and everything. Like, the way it, it looked, it was badass. It's like that pretty much spawned the rest of the movies, the rest of the franchise. Keep it going.
1: Yeah, I think part of my notes over here, you know, um, I thought it was crazy, you know, like literally the first minute and a half you're into this movie, um, you get the iconic, <laughs> and I was like, man, like literally just starting this movie, that one little thing would literally last an entire franchise. Like that's his calling card, basically, is that that sound, you know? And I was like, man they might've not been the best at everything. Cause I mean, I agree with y'all for the most part. Like I agree with you one. I mean, like I said, um, I, I take everything with a grain of salt from 1980, but I agree that the first 30 minutes are pretty like, you know, it's an introduction. That's what they're trying to do. Trying to introduce you to the characters and all that stuff. And so you kind of get to know them and then the craziness starts. And, um, but just to think that that little seed like that, that little gym of that sound lasted Till now, like fifty, what is it, forty years later?
0: Oh yeah, and I'm sure you know with the with the news of the the A24 Peacock show, I'm sure that little chant is still going to probably be in somewhere in that show too. So, and and you you mentioned that you know like a calling card. I want to kind of skip ahead and talk about the introduction of Mrs. Voorhees played by Betsy Palmer, Um, because. Again, I don't think a lot of people talk about Betsy Palmer or Mrs. Voorhees as a as a killer. Maybe like people talk about, um, you know, Norman Bates and Psycho or or Michael Myers. So I, I want to talk about her just a little bit because I think it's so interesting that you see not only is she a psycho mom, but she's 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 crazy. She's she's a lunatic. She talks to herself. She's, you know, kill her. Kill her for me. You know, Um Just the way that she's portrayed at the end of the movie, it makes you think and makes you see that, hey, you know, she is she's psycho. She's got some maybe some PTSD of who at this point she thinks her son is dead. Um, You know, come to find out, we know that he's really not. But uh, what did you guys think of seeing her act like that? Because I didn't get it until just when I talked about it a few years ago on my show that like she is legit you know playing a crazy woman um what'd you guys think of betsy palmer as miss voorhees
1: i think i mean i think she thought she did awesome um whenever like i was kind of confused but i get it kind of confused whenever she first revealed herself because well one you already know because it's a 40 year old movie that she's a murderer uh, i'm trying to imagine it as if i didn't know but I don't know, I already knew. It was too hard to not know that you already knew. Um, why reveal yourself then? You know, you killed everyone else in secret, and then all of a sudden you're just gonna reveal yourself. Um, but then, you know, I thought about it more because she was like kind of talking nicely and stuff like that. Um, almost like a reverse Norman Bates, instead of the mom being the son, the, the mom or the son being the mom, the mom was the son, and maybe she switched to the son who was in her head a vengeful spirit for yep. these people like you know so maybe she's not a killer you know just like norman bates isn't a killer you know her his mom's the killer he's not a killer you know Oh, she's not the killer her son's the killer um and the way she like portrayed it and even the way they like did the um the Uh, Opacity. What do you call it? The fade of her going like, "Kill him, kill him, mommy, kill him." Like kind of going through the screen, like back and forth, like, "Kill him, kill him, kill him for me, kill him." I was like, "Wow, that's like kind of creepy and kind of cool." Like, I can see if I was watching this back in 1980, like how I'd be like, "Wow, that's kind of creepy. That's cool little video effect." It's like kind of gets stuck in your head. Um, Yeah, I think she did a great job, you know, um, portraying a crazy person.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed her doing a good job as well. Uh, she did act real crazy.
0: Do you guys think she gets lost in translation when talking about some of your famous movie slashers? Obviously, the character gets overshadowed by twenty thousand Jason movies that follow. Um, but a character like this, I think, should probably be. I would. It would. It would be nice to maybe see her on some more some more merchandise, you know, like a Mrs. Voorhees jacket or something, or like a Mrs. Voorhees bobblehead instead of just a always a Jason Voorhees bobblehead. I don't know. Something that I think I think it's a character that gets lost in translation a lot.
2: They should have done that for like the fortieth anniversary, two years ago. Yeah. Or three years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't really think about that, but I mean now that you bring it up, um she is a woman in horror that does get forgotten about. Maybe Mr. Funt says you
2: should pay homage to her, like how you pay homage to Jason, and make a Mrs.
1: Voorhees mask. She doesn't have a mask.
2: Maybe Make her a mask
1: of her face and wear it <laughs> on stage. <laughs> Just wear a wig and, you know, <laughs> and a nice kn- a knitted sweater. You there know. you go. Um, uh,
0: what, what about a uh the way she went out, did you guys like the way Mrs. Voorhees was uh, hacked and the hereditary beheaded?
1: Oh. I liked it. I was was very upset that they didn't portray how strong this woman really was in real life. Like, carrying (laughs) bodies all the time and just, like, throwing them in her Jeep and, and how clean she kept herself. You have to, like, really have some precision when you do that stuff. Like, this lady was buff. Like, she could have manhandled that Alice like easily, but nope, she was just a normal woman when it came down to it. The fight scenes and like, nah, man, her one arm could have tossed Alice across the entire freaking cabin, uh, guaranteed. But they didn't even show that.
0: If I was watching this movie for the first time, my guess on who the killer would have been would have been the um, the the lunch lady look like uh the lunch lady looking person that's serving the pie and the coffee in the diner towards the end of the movie. <laughs> Mrs. You know, Trunchable.
1: You know, uh, I was like, if I hadn't seen this movie, if I hadn't already <laughs> known that she was a killer, I would have thought it was the second to last person who died.
0: Um, Peter? Or um, Steve Christie? I think his name was Bill. You, are you talking about the guy who ate at the diner or who had the coffee at the diner?
1: No, no, no. The, the guy who ran out to go check the generator.
0: Oh, yeah, that was Bill.
1: Yeah. I would have thought it was him because it, you hadn't seen him like together with anyone during those times, and he kind of was like around. Well, same so. thing.
0: Uh, same same thing though with Mister Christie, um, the guy in the yellow slicker Mr. with the glasses.
1: Yeah, but no, he was away already.
0: Yeah. So and away. If but you knew I, that, my guess
1: like... would have been him. <laughs> I was like, "Where'd he go? I thought he died." But yeah. Yeah, he did eventually die. Um, but yeah, then you kind of throw this character and, and I think that's what was kind of like, I don't want to say crazy, but like, you have to imagine that the killer was either one of the townspeople that you already met in the beginning of the movie or, um, one of the camp counselors themselves. Um, but then it was this random person that you didn't even, it wasn't even part of the factor of guessing who the killer was going to be. She just came out of nowhere and it happened to be Jason's mother, which you don't even, I mean, you hear what little little snippets, oh, the boy that drowned. And then after that, someone, you know, you never would have thought it was the boy that drowned the mother right from the beginning. Like there was no clues into that whatsoever, which is why she had to reveal herself and tell the, her story, or else you would have never known who this woman was.
2: <laughs> Has she been killing everybody since like the, what, what was it, 58?
0: Yeah, since that first, it, uh, I think like. whenever the, the very first scene of that movie, um, that was 58, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the year or two after Jason had drowned.
2: Yeah, because I think Jason drowned 57. Yeah. that That's the reason she was so strong. She'd been doing it for so many years.
0: And then you have, so you have the, the whole camp blood thing. What do you guys think of, uh... so you guys kind of like the way she went out, I guess. I didn't mind her, her beheading. I think that was the only way you can probably kill somebody off like that back in the day. Nice little beheading, I guess to kind of get you to think that, Hey, it's over. We can move on. Um, but then you have Jason coming out from under the lake. Uh, what'd you guys think of that? your first glimpse of Jason?
2: I thought it looked good. Um, Tom Savini did real good on the, whatever, prosthetics and all that. I thought it looked good, made it memorable.
1: Um, it was definitely surprising. Um, I mean, I expected it. I already have seen that shot before, um, or clip before. But if you were thinking, like, everything was good and everything's done and everything was going to end happy, happy and your everything looked like it was about to end that way and then all of a sudden rah! I'm just like whoa where does that come from um that was really cool i don't i don't know much mini horror movies before 1980 <laughs> so i don't know how they ended but i'm sure a lot of them ended with the good guy winning and it being the exact scenario the the music's all happy everyone's getting saved everything's happy and that's the end of the movie so i'm also wondering if this is the first time that a surprise like that happened and it or one of the first times that it happened it's just like
0: oh crap it didn't end exactly how i thought it was going to usually usually back in the 70s and 80s you have the horror movies that like have the the kind of cheesy we know how it's going to end but then there's always the one last scare at the end of the movie and mm, okay. that would that would be the, the Jason's one last jump out. Um the movies that follow like part 2, part 3, they start with the way the previous movie ended. So it starts with a recap if you guys have not seen any of the other Friday the 13th movies. Mm. So it kind of you'll see if you've watched part 2, you'll see the end of 1 and then part 2.
1: Yeah, I seen I seen part 2 actually recently for some reason.
0: Um, um, Did you guys have a favorite camp counselor? Oh, (laughs) Kevin Bacon was yours. Wasn't it? Oh
1: yeah. No Alice, man. I was (laughs) like, wow, that girl is so hot. And then I looked her up and I was like, man, you know what? You're 63, but what's up girl? What's (laughs) up?
0: (laughs) Did you have a favorite camp counselor? Uh, Franco?
2: I do not know the names uh is which one's alice how how did she die
0: alice is the one who was at the end of the movie that got taken out of the boat the one that didn't die
2: okay no uh the one that died with the axe
1: oh marcy marcy yeah i'm just i didn't even know if that was her name i just guessed
0: (laughs) um i would have to say i'd probably have to say uh marcy marcy was pretty fun um Let's talk about the uh, one of the deaths that stand out from the famous Mr. Kevin Bacon, the uh, arrow through the the arrow through the throat, um, which looking back at was a fun kill and a good way of using the prosthetics. But if you're watching it today in HD, you can definitely tell what was what was the makeup and what wasn't. Did you guys see the the big difference, or you know, were you still kind of just amazed how the prosthetics looked that it didn't matter?
1: I I squint my eyes at the the kill scenes, just so I don't see all the prosthetics. (laughs) See
0: V VHS, you could probably get away with maybe maybe even watching this on on DVD. But
1: I actually I actually rented it on YouTube uh on standard for um and the highest quality it gave on standard was 480.
0: Oh, so you probably maybe maybe probably didn't even really notice that. Yeah, I,
1: I didn't. Honestly, I didn't notice it. Yeah, I saw, it on, Paramount+. I saw it on Paramount Plus. I saw on Paramount Plus.
0: Unlike Nick, I'm not gonna pull a Blu-ray out of my crotch hold and show it to you. But I-, I checked it out on Blu-ray, and yeah, you could definitely see some of the the prosthetics that were just a little, a uh, little there. Um, you know what? Friday the Thirteenth, 1980. Would you guys ever pick it up and watch it again? Or was oh. it a? Or was it a three rating? Like you know, three's good, but I have no need to watch it again.
2: I, I'd watch it, but like it'll be like maybe for like a full binge of the whole series, probably.
0: Same.
1: I gave it a three point five because yeah. I would watch it again. Um, not yeah. like not like a whole bunch or something, but you know, I probably watch it again just to kind of like see you know, just to kind of see the movie again, maybe see something I miss or just what I liked about it. Um, but if a friend or someone would have been like, hey, you know, we should watch the old Friday the 13th. i will be like, yeah, dude, yeah, we should watch it right now. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I wouldn't definitely hesitate and be like, nah, let's watch this instead. <laughs> hey, Francis, let's watch Friday the 13th. Let's do it right yeah. now. Tomorrow. <laughs> um, there was something I wanted to point out that I thought was like one of the coolest things that happened in the movie to me. So... You get this like first-person view, or that's what you call it, right? First-person view, uh, when you don't see who it is, but there you can see what they're seeing—the point of view. Yeah, so you get this throughout the movie. You get it in the beginning, you know, with the first kill. You get it like whenever you see someone sneaking, like watching through the woods and stuff like that. Like you get a lot of that throughout this movie. What I thought was the coolest scene in the entire movie was whenever Bill was in the generating room. And they gave you that effect, like someone was watching him from behind. And it looked like it was creeping up on him. But then he turned around completely and nobody was there. And they used the camera angle to trick you, to give you suspense, to make you think that someone was there and nobody was there. And I was like, wow, that was really fucking cool. Like that they prepped you. For that one, I mean, not that they did it on purpose. I don't know. I mean, sure, they did it on purpose eventually. but right. Like, it was just so cool that you got prepped to thinking, oh, somebody's watching him. Someone, oh, God, Bill's about to get it. That's it for Bill. You know, someone's bar- behind him. And then he turns around and nobody was there. And they even, like, kind of pan the camera a little bit. And you can see that nobody's That's- there watching him
0: that's that's probably one of the best things i could say about like 70s and 80s horror movies is the point of view camera angles or those camera angles in general especially on a $55,000 budget like or or i mean a $550,000 budget it's almost like yeah we can use the camera angle point it this way a you don't have to have any really lighting you don't have to have any actors you can just use the camera angle um uh, that's a good point out i really like you bringing that up because it's just like Man, they don't do that today in certain movies because they like, oh, we have a two million dollar budget. We need to use every single dollar and penny that's worth. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good bring up. Um,
1: um, yeah, no, I thought that, that was really cool. And, you know, I thought what was really funny was that uh, some of the scenes with the characters, they look really old. Not like old, but you can tell, like, it's a 1980s movie, like, when you see the actors together. But then they would do like random, like, scenery shots. And I was like, dude, this is actually like really good scenery shots. It's like I'm watching National Geographic (laughs) right now. (laughs) And then, like, all of a sudden, you get back over here. I was like, why do these scenery shots look like they're high grade, nice scenery shots? And then you go back to the ones with characters, and you're like, it looks lesser for some reason. I don't know why.
0: Um, So this is kind of a new segment um, That everybody kind of agreed on For this show going forward And what better way to talk about Legacy than With Friday the 13th Um, Friday the 13th Has numerous Legacy characters and legacy shots Let's talk about Friday the 13th legacy with, With not only Jason Voorhees But Mrs. Voorhees and just the iconic hockey mask. You guys talked about the 2009 reboot a few years ago. Um, When you think of legacy with Friday the 13th, obviously it's Jason Voorhees, but what else might come to mind when you think of Friday the 13th?
1: Giant machete. Count counselors.
0: Count counselors. Hot weather, sleeping bags. Sex. (laughs) Thank you for pointing it out. Um, (laughs) i want to t- kind of talk about that for a minute because like oh these birds and the bees i'm here for you man <laughs> these, these, these movies pointed out these movies pointed out so much to where you know if it's obvious the one thing you're going to get in a jason movie from this point on is going to be tits killings booze and hopefully some pretty cool kill shots um but this movie, like we said, it was kind of the first of its kind, but would spawn off a whole mess of this guy right here. If you're watching us on Emma Swap Productions' YouTube channel, you see Jason in every shape and every form from probably all 12 to 13 movies. I mean, it, I, when we talk about legacy, and Franco, you can, you can bring up maybe the, the idea of, of a legacy with this segment, but I think it's a perfect time With this franchise um, It's kind of hard not to talk about Jason 24-7 even if we're talking The one where his mom's The killer So and I think this segment would be fun Like you know If you talk about a movie like uh, Megan which we're talking about in a few weeks On January 26th When you think of Legacy Obviously you don't think of Megan the the character But you probably think of other doll-like Horror movies that are out there
2: Billy the Puppet.
0: Yeah. Um, so this Slappy. legacy slappiest one. Um, so this legacy segment, I think, is going to be fun for all of us. And this isn't really like a, this is almost like an introduction of the segment. So, like you know, in, in future episodes, we'll all have a little bit more of a understanding of what this legacy to the character or to the franchise or to the movie in general. It doesn't have to be a franchise at all, like like we talked about with with uh, Megan. Um what about you, Fuentes, when you think of like just legacy in general with Friday the thirteenth, you said Machete, um Jason, camp counselors. I really do think this franchise do you guys think this franchise is overdone?
2: I mean Yes and no. Like all the horror icons are overdone, but I mean people still want it. So I mean no.
0: Michael Myers just got done getting a, a trilogy that grossed over a billion dollars with all three films together at the box office. Are you guys wanting to see something like that happen with the Friday the 13th franchise? We don't need five or six more movies, but maybe two or three and a, with a good quality Jason story.
1: I'd watch it. I think that'd be cool. Um, and like Franco kind of said, we want like people want it. Like, Jason, Freddy, and like Michael Myers, probably the top 3 I can really think of off the top of my head are like the ones that people when people make remakes or talk about remakes like that's the ones that people are just like okay. I hope they do it right. I hope they do it proper. I want to go see it. I want to like check it out because everyone wants this. Everyone wants more of it.
0: So um with with that being said, do you guys think that murder mysteries and real life horror stories like stories like dahmer do you guys think that might have like kind of ruined people's hopes for you know people want more now of that real life murder mystery stuff with like dahmer and that gross gruesome kind of stuff could you see some more like more people want that in their movies and, and tv shows than a fictional character
1: you're always gonna have it's just like in music like you're always going to have something that's going to dominate more than something else especially older stuff but like right now it's live reality you know killers and things like that um and their legacy and their legacies (laughs) um but people are always gonna want this and the reason it's probably not as big is because like you said like we're 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 playing off remakes we're playing off trying to make something that's older newer This is kind of the new hot thing. And after this, is going to be another new hot thing. After that, it's going to be another... You know, at some point, it was video camera, Paranormal Activity, Blur Witch Project, stuff like that. That was the hot thing at that time. Um,
0: I just kind of feel the longer it gets, people are going to forget about Jason. And people are going to forget... Almost like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, people kind of forgot about Leatherface. And then that god-awful movie came out on Netflix. And it kind of just still lost people's interest like i feel like the more years go by if a friday the 13th movie does come out i don't think it'll have that big of an impact like halloween did
1: no you're you know when you mean when you say it like that you're right you know it's it's never going to have the legacy it did have at some point it is going to dwindle it is going to go away and it's not gonna we're always going to want more like franco said but it's never gonna satisfy you know, it's never gonna happen. We're never gonna get more. This is it Jason's peaked, you know, especially like Nightmare on Elm Street, and you know, just talking about another legacy in general, no one's gonna accept that, you know, Robert England isn't gonna be Freddy Cougar. Yeah. And it's just it. Freddy's, Freddy's dead. Yeah. Um And luckily with Jason, we have, you know, he had this mask that he wore all the time and he was disfigured. So, you know, we can get someone else to play Jason, but are we going to accept him into our new world?
0: You know, before we go on to the next segment, do you guys want to name a favorite scene from the original Friday the 13th before we move on?
2: I had a favorite kill, kill. That was definitely the axe. Through the eye, face,
0: axe through the face. If I couldn't, um, if I couldn't pick Mrs. Voorhees, I will just say Kevin Bacon's death. Arrow through the, through the throat.
1: Mm, favorite kill would probably also be the same arrow through the throat. But my favorite scene is always probably not always, but it's going to definitely be that generator scene just because I was so ready that he was going to get whacked and it's not what happened. And it totally threw me off and I was impressed because it, it got me.
0: Uh, so if you guys want to mention or talk about your favorite scenes or favorite kills from the original Friday 13th, don't forget, you can uh, send a message or hit up the comments on here on the Amos Wall Productions YouTube channel. Visit the Instagram slash Friday the 14th podcast or all the social media at Amos Wall Productions. Let us know. Let let everybody know your rating for Friday the thir- for 13th and uh, let us know your favorite kill from Friday the 13th. Um. I think that would be fun to get some people's uh, views. And again, if you have not seen this movie, Paramount Plus, go check it up. I know you guys. I know everybody out there has Paramount Plus. Go check Except it out. Except for Fuentes. Except for Fuentes, he's he, he, <laughs> probably man. What are you? What, you're missing out, man. Yellowstone. Everything is on Paramount Plus now. Nickelodeon shows. Come on, man.
1: I'm sorry, man. I mean, I got out of the cable bill game for what? To pay my cable bill again? $60 a month?
0: No. <laughs> I'm
1: not doing it. You're not
0: going to make me. Um, so, taglines uh, is kind of reamped this time. Used to, we would go through and kind of, uh, you know, say our or make up some taglines for this movie. But... This is going to be a little bit different. Now it's almost kind of like a game show. The last few minutes of this podcast is almost going to be like a game show. Fuentes and Franco, you guys have 15, or this is Friday the 14th podcast. I'm sorry. You have 14 seconds to say and blurt out as many taglines as possible for this movie. Who wants to go first, or do I pick who goes first?
2: I'll go first. Uh, the tagline for this movie, though, is uh, "They were warned, they are doomed, and on Friday the thirteenth, nothing will save them." That's the original tagline.
0: All right. So long. So you're gonna have you're <laughs> gonna, have, you're, gonna have, you're gonna have 14 seconds, Franco. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. All right. So the 14 seconds starts. Go.
2: Halloween ripoff. Camp Blood. Uh. Jason Voorhees is not the killer in this one.
0: Four seconds left.
2: That's all I got. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh.
0: nice. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hi, uh, right, Fuentes. You're next. All right, I'm ready. Fourteen, 14 seconds and taglines go.
1: Friday, the, Friday the Thirteenth, blood, sex, and murder. Friday the Thirteenth. Jason isn't in this movie <laughs> Friday the 13th <laughs> wait Jason's mom's in this movie <laughs>
0: <Hi>. <laughs> all
2: right we can't have all the fun so I'll be the the countdown one
0: okay we'll
2: I right, let me, let me to my clock real quick hold up Ba-dum-ba-dum, clock there you go. All right, ready, ready, and go.
0: Friday the thirteenth, mommy knows best. Friday the thirteenth, I have a splitting headache. Um, Friday the thirteenth, my throat hurts. Four seconds. And Friday the thirteenth, only a face a mother can love.
2: And time.
1: Those are some good taglines. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forgot why is Alice so hot, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can I go down Alice's wonder hole? <laughs> okay, we're done. Cancel shows shows cancels shows shows over
2: forever. <laughs> canceled after episode 1. Oh, season 5. We
1: did better than I thought.
0: <laughs> before we before we kind of close out, guys, um I want to say I'm I'm proud. I want to say thank you for for bringing me on for another season and for a new a new uh road through uh, this journey of horror movies. Um, I'll start with you, Franco. What are you most looking forward to for season for a new season of Friday the 14th?
2: Uh, being more active all across social media. Um, trying to get out there more for Friday the 14th. Uh, me and Fuentes did talk about possibly doing... If y'all follow me from Wrestling Tacos, y'all follow the entire uh, YouTube page and everything. Y'all know we do. UWU, uh, Ultimate Wrestling and Packing. It's our style of interviews. And I do eventually want to start doing it, crossing over from wrestling into horror actors and uh, maybe opening up some horror packs. Like I found some Friday the 13th, uh, Jason Goes to Hell trading cards in um, San Antonio like, nice. a couple months ago. And The Crow, I still haven't opened those. I have The Crow. So I do want to open some like horror things. But, like there's a convention in San Antonio that runs like every month and it's always like horror style um, little convention, I guess. And uh, they always have some good horror actors and all that from like the old movies and whatnot. So I do want to eventually do that interviews like that with different people. So
0: hell yeah. Fuentes, what are you most excited for about season five of Friday, the 14th podcast?
1: Watching more horror movies, man. So that's, that's this is all about like, I've always loved horror movies and I'm, uh, now we're going to be doing one once a week. So like every week, every week, exactly. Exactly. Every week we're going to be doing one of these. So I'm just like, wow, I'm going to have to watch a lot of horror movies, but at the same time, like I'm excited. Like I, I love this genre. I love this brand, you know, of uh, movie. And I'm really excited to find my next like five rating movie. That's going to be like, wow, that really blew my mind. Um, and then I'm also excited just to be back with y'all, you know, uh, I kind of dropped off of the other Friday, the 14th, uh, I think in October or something like that. So, um, it's nice to be back talking about horror and, uh, being with y'all guys and having some good laughs.
0: Uh, so the rest of the month, uh, next week, next Wednesday during the 19th on Peacock, you can check it out. We're going to review sick, uh, and it, it hits Peacock uh, tomorrow, actually, I believe, on, on Friday the 13th. So that's what we're reviewing next Thursday. Um, and then Thursday, January 26th, we are going to be talking about Megan, which is currently in theaters. So go check that out as we uh, review and talk about Megan. Um, but next week is sick, Thursday, January the 19th. And then starting on in February, we go back to Wednesdays. So um, – for next week, um, are you guys excited for Sick?
2: Wait, hold up, hold up. Nope. What are you most looking forward for the new season, one?
0: What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to a great conversation with you guys every single week. Different horror movies. Um, and I'm looking forward to getting out of my comfort zone. Um, some of my most favorite episodes on this podcast last year was on horror movies that I had never even heard of and on some that I couldn't even like just random movies that I've heard and seen but never talked about again or never seen again. So I'm most looking forward to just getting out of my comfort zone and watching something that I have never seen before. Those are always the most fun and uh, exciting conversations and episodes. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Um and getting back getting back into it with you great guys.
2: B horror is the best horror. B horror. But, yes, I am looking forward to watching Sick. It looks like a good movie. I saw the trailer. I think I saw it, like, last week on uh, TikTok. And I was like, "Oh, huh, this is a good movie to review. And then we switch up some days. I was like, okay, this is the perfect time to review it then.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: um, I haven't seen nothing about it. I literally know nothing about it. I sent I, you the trailer. Yeah, I know. I didn't watch it. Oh. So, I, I know nothing about this movie. <laughs> so, I'm going into it blind, but... Uh, I mean, if Franco likes it, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. I haven't watched it. I'm just saying If Franco the liked trailer. the trailer, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Um, does anybody else want to add or plug anything in before we uh, head out of here?
2: Uh, Follow fine. us on social media, pay attention to when we post, and um, that's pretty much it. Uh, this Monday, catch Cinema Movie podcast as I review the menu, which is not a horror movie, but kind of a horror movie, I suppose. I don't know. It's, I don't it, know what genre it, it is.
0: It's out there. It's on the genre of. Uh, it, it's going to leave you a little unsettling. I've seen some of the trailers, but I've not seen. Uh, I've not seen the movie yet, but it's on HBO Max. Um, but yeah, like like Fuentes said and Franco said, social media, Instagram, Friday the Fourteenth podcast, share, like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, wall Productions turn on those notifications that way as soon as one of these episodes come on youtube you don't have to wait for the audio you can watch all of these pretty faces every single wednesday and thursday 6 p.m um but until next thursday guys uh i think it's i think it's a uh, time we uh, go celebrate friday the 13th don't forget that friday the 13th marathon go check it out it's going to be all over tv um i don't have anything else for it you guys have anything
1: Nope. just nope. have a happy
2: Friday the 13th. Don't die. Peace. Love. Tacos.
0: Next Thursday.